0: Hello, and welcome to the Gray Space Podcast. I am Gray, this is my space, and this is episode 13, which is an unlucky number, but I am hoping that doesn't have any effect on this podcast, because I'm very excited for this podcast episode, because I'm kind of switching it up. Not... Not really, but a little bit. Let me talk for a second and then we'll get into, as you could tell by the title of today's video, this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the plant and productivity and specifically how to go from maybe just being a typical plant user to a productive stoner. So, I'm struggling a tiny bit to record this, I can't lie, because this is the first time I'm using, like, a guide for a podcast, so, hold on, okay, so I need to rewind, so basically, like, last week, I think, on my Instagram story, I asked you guys to give me topics of things you would want to hear me talk about on the podcast, and I had enough people request this that I decided to talk about the plant and productivity, because I am quite the productive stoner, not to toot my own horn, um, but that is how I would classify myself, I guess. I like to get things done while I smoke, and that's not, I guess, a common experience, and so people wanted to know about that, so I'm here to talk about that, and I came prepped. I wanted to walk into this more prepared because of the topic, so I decided to make myself a guide for the podcast episode, Um, so it's a little bit of a format adjustment—not necessarily format—but um, there's more prep involved. So I'm trying to—I'm trying to get used to reading the guide as a guide instead of like a bullet point list to read, like as a script, I guess. Um, so bear with me if I'm looking down too much and I'm looking at my notes too much. But guys, I took five pages of notes for this. So I'm kind of not sorry, because I kind of put in some work for this. So let's go over the chapters, I guess, and then we will get into it. So, basically, you want to go from smoking and then just laying in bed or on the couch for hours, eating cereal and watching Adventure Time. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but... If you are one of those people and you want to go from that to someone that maybe works out or cleans or crafts or does something productive while they have smoked, then this is for you. So what we're going to be doing is giving an introduction, a little guide to the different strains, some of the benefits of smoking, and then I'm going to answer your specific questions in regards to this topic. So, Ugh, I'm so excited. Let's get into this, and let's start by asking the question of why people feel unproductive after they smoke or during smoking. Why do people feel like a lazy high, and why is the stoner image associated with an unmotivated, unproductive, slouchy person? Um, and the answer to that is a little bit obvious, aside from anti-drug propaganda. <laughs> Smoking is a leisure activity. It doesn't require much effort. It doesn't require physical activity, and it doesn't necessarily even require skill. It's a recreational activity, although it's not exclusively recreational. There are a lot of different physical and mental benefits to the plant, including health ones. Some of these, oh, and these benefits, they are a mix of personal experiences, things that I commonly hear from stoners, as well as some medical journals i used um I used one called PubMed Central, and they had like a pretty they had like a good essay talking about the medical benefits of the plant and there was a study that they did with participants that observed their Upsides and downsides before and after smoking. So, or I guess using the plant. Um, I don't. I'm not sure actually if they counted the forms of smoking, but we're gonna talk about the methods of smoking in the question section. So give me a sec. But some benefits of the plant, if you're unfamiliar, are relief from chronic pain. This is a huge one. A lot of the participants in that study that I found, 71% of them, I believe said that there was a drastic improvement in their chronic pain the plant can also help with nausea like decreasing it not increasing it helps with anxiety sleep uh, emotional regulation and it can increase your focus if you haven't experienced those benefits or if you've only experienced some of those benefits that's fine those being the benefits that doesn't mean that all of them are going to happen to every person at once. Every person is different. I'm not even saying that every person should do exactly as I say that I do in this video. You don't have to follow my advice. Obviously, you are your own person. Do whatever you want. I'm not endorsing like or promoting anything specifically, I guess, or trying to... I don't know. For the people that are interested, I... Am providing insight, but I'm not saying that there's any right or wrong way to do anything or that you should or shouldn't do anything. And also, of course, it's a substance. Please be an adult and be responsible with it. I'm 23 years old. I am making the conscious choice to use the plant. I'm not telling anyone they should or shouldn't do anything or whatever, whatever. Okay, disclaimer out of the way. So, If you heard some of those benefits, particularly that last one on the increase in focus and you're like, what are you talking about? I never feel that way. Then you might need to rewire your brain. You might need to go through a little bit of a transformation to go from where you are to a more productive state, not bad mouthing where you are now, because honestly, you don't need to be a productive high all the time. I'm not. I love a good leisure. As we will talk about, balance is important with this. But before we get there, we got to talk about how we can even get to this productive state when smoking. And I call this section rewiring your brain. Rewiring is in quotes because you're obviously not literally rewiring your brain. Like, the cannabinoids are still going to react with your body and brain and your, you know, different chemical receptors, your cannabinoid receptors, and all that stuff. I'm not saying you can quite literally change your, like, brain chemistry for this to work. It's an expression. Anyway, so, the first step that I would recommend is understanding the strains and what works for you. So... I would assume that everyone knows that there are different strains to the plant. In case you don't know, there you go. And if you are someone who has only ever stuck to one strain or you don't know much about one or the other or yada yada, then let's break it down a little bit. Basically, there are three asterisks. I'll put an asterisk near three. There are three strains. And I put the asterisk because there is indica, sativa, and there is hybrid. We will talk about all of those, but it's not as straightforward as just, it's this or it's this or it's this. I mean, I guess it is, but it's, I'll explain. So let's talk about Indica. Indica is also known as Indi-couch. Indica is known for its relaxing properties. And this is because it tends to have more CBD than THC. And a lot of people think that this means that there is less THC in Indica. And that's not explicitly true. There being more CBD doesn't mean that there's less THC. There does tend to be less THC in indica than other strains like sativa or hybrid, but the increase in CBD doesn't correlate with the decrease in THC, just so we are clear. And this is anecdotal, obviously, but Indica is said to be particularly helpful with anxiety and sleep. This is because CBD, which is a one of the cannabinoids, which I'll explain what a cannabinoid is in a second, that one is the more um, relaxation focused cannabinoid. I can't look up like what CBD stands for because I can't fucking pronounce it. Actually, um, well, I could if I tried, but I didn't write it down. It's just, it's just CBD. It's the relaxing stuff, right? And now I have to jump a few pages because whenever I made this guide, I was like, yeah, I only need one page. And then I ran out of room. Um, so now I have to skip some stuff in here. And now we're back. So, did I cover everything with indica? I think I did. It's a it's a relaxing. Whenever, whenever you want to smoke indica is probably at least for me, it's around the end of the day. It's not one I personally would smoke when I want to be productive, but that's just because that's how I react to Indica. I don't have a bad reaction to it. To it, I don't have a bad reaction to, like, any strain, really, um, but it's not my preference when I'm in a productive mood, which is why we're about to talk about my bestie, my soulmate, Sativa, because I love her very much. <laughs> Sativa is known for its uplifting and stimulating effects. It usually has less CBD than THC, like the ratio, there's just less CBD, which is why it is said to be more of a mind high because THC interacts more with the brain, or I guess it affects the brain more, whereas CBD is more of a body relaxing type of thing. So that's kind of why sometimes people can get like paranoid. I don't experience that, um, but I assume it's because of that. But yeah, there's less CBD than THC in sativa, uh, which is why there is more of a, quote, mind high, which is said to increase creativity and focus, and it can reduce anxiety. Honestly, smoking for me reduces anxiety in general, but a lot of people feel more anxious when they smoke sativa, so do keep that in mind. And if you aren't a fan of one of those more strongly than the other, then maybe you want to try something in the middle with a hybrid. And this is why I have an asterisk next to the three when I said that there are three strains, because hybrid is more of an umbrella term. There are a lot of different kinds of hybrids. They are typically classified between being an indica dominant or a sativa dominant or a balanced. So they, you know swing one way or the other, or they try to go 50-50. And uh, reiterating, there are a lot of different, I guess, ratios that can be made in a hybrid. And I actually read that um, it's really hard, actually, to get, like, 100% Indica or Sativa because a lot of people have blended the strains and made a bunch of different hybrids. Not to say that Indica, like as a 100% pure form doesn't exist or sativa doesn't. Not true at all, It's not what I'm saying. But a lot of the times, maybe I shouldn't say that, but there are times where people think that they are smoking fully one thing when it's actually mixed with a little bit of something else. So obviously, do substances at your own risk, y'all. I really hope I shouldn't have to tell you guys that. But just in case. And that's not to scare you or anything. Like, if your sativa has a little bit of indica in it, it's not the end of the world. But full transparency for people that are like, I need that pure shit. Um, Good luck. I don't know. (laughs) Hybrids are most often used for medical purposes. um, And that is because you can... It's kind of like customizing a prescription, you know? You can give someone a different kind of hybrid and it will have different effects, right? So you can target different things, and the effects that you feel while using the hybrid plant depend on the cannabinoid and terpene content. And let's get into that. I mentioned cannabinoid earlier, um, and I said I was gonna talk about it, and I am. I am right now. If you have heard THC and CBD, I mean, obviously you've heard it because I said it already, sorry. Uh, But THC and CBD, those are the cannabinoids in the plant and cannabinoids are a chemical class referring to the compounds that react with the brain's cannabinoid receptors. So CBD is the cannabinoid that when it interacts with your brain receptor, it relaxes your physical body and THC is more that high feeling. That's why you can like get CBD things without, um, what's the, what's the word? You can get CBD gummies at the store and it's not illegal. It's because it's, while it is still a cannabinoid, THC is the one that's like more cracked down on because of how it reacts with your brain. Because again, it focuses more on that mind tie, but not, but and terpenes. I actually just recently learned about this, um, thanks to my girlfriend Lexi. This is some interesting shit for me. I'm going to try um, terp. Okay, so terpenes are an aroma compound that is said to enhance a high. So it's an aroma compound. It's in like a whole bunch of plants, not even just the plant. It's in like a shit ton of them. And it's what helps with, like, plant pollination. Um, It can, it's very interesting. There are, like, terpene drinks. So people will put terpene in, um, like, non-alcoholic drinks for people that don't drink alcohol, but they want kind of a similar effect. Terpenes are said to have a similar effect. Very interesting stuff. I wish I, I should have written down more about it, but I did not. Sorry about that. But terpenes are a very interesting, interesting subject. Maybe if you want to do your own research on it, you don't have to, um, because for the plant in particular, the THC and CBD is like what most people focus on, but the terpenes are still there because it's a plant. So, Those are the three strains. Uh, For me personally, hybrids and sativa are the most effective for creativity and productivity. I, I think mostly, like the most of what I smoke is hybrid, but now that I have gone over like the different strains and you can, you know, take some mental notes or do whatever, that's just your first step. That's your first step. Now that I've given you the strains and a little bit of breakdown and I guess guidance on them, um, act accordingly, because that's the first step on rewiring your brain to be a productive stoner. So (laughs) the next step, uh, is to set your goals before smoking. So that can be whatever your goal is. If it's, you want to sweep, you want to do the litter, you want to do a puzzle, you want to write an essay. I don't know. Uh, plan your goals before smoking, because there's no guarantee that you're going to think of it after the fact, you know, a lot of people, when they start smoking, they go into it with the intention of just to smoke. And obviously that is completely fine. Cause like, that's, that is why you're doing it. Um, and to feel, you know, high, but a lot of people are like, I don't, I don't know how to be productive. Cause whenever I smoke, all I do is I just like, I lay in bed and it's like, yeah, that's what you planned on doing, you know? You walked into it without a game plan. There's no guarantee that your high self is going to come up with a productive vision, right? So try to make a mental note beforehand of something you want to get done if you're going into smoking with the intention of productivity. Set that intention. Next, don't get completely settled down to smoke unless you have built the mental strength to get back up. Um, which is why smoking smoking rolled things is uh, easier, in my opinion, for productivity than smoking a, a water pipe via water pipe um, and via ingesting in the mouth. I don't recommend that for productivity, but I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, basically, don't get comfortable. Not... To not get comfortable because if you have built the mental strength then totally lay in bed until you think you are ready to get up but what i mean is that a lot of people can have a kind of maybe not a ritual like in the sense that they would refer to it as such but a lot of people have a pretty standard process when it comes to smoking where they you know they have the materials in one place they you know are probably in comfortable clothing they are in a comfortable place. They have something on that is comforting, right? And I'm not saying to sit in discomfort to, like, be productive. That's, I think, counterproductive, honestly. But what I mean is if you know that once you lay in this bed and you pull those covers up and you light that little joint you're not, and you know you're not going to want to get up after, then don't do that. Smoke while doing stuff. I, so for this, I prefer to smoke a rolled thing rather than a water pipe or an ingestible because edible, they just snarl me on my ass. I'll be in bed and I won't do anything for until the next day. So I don't do that. But I like to have rolled things whenever I am trying to be a productive stoner because it makes it much easier to move about and do things while smoking. You're not stuck to one place. And I think that that's pretty helpful. But that's just for me personally, because I am one of those people that's kind of like, when I'm in motion, I want to stay in motion. And when I'm in rest, I want to be in rest. So maybe that doesn't help you, but that does help me. Another thing, this is a big thing that you need to do is there's, there's a lot of like sub points to this one, uh, is building mental endurance. And this is probably the most important step. Uh, and it's the most challenging, but it has to be done. Uh, which is going to be a common theme between this episode of the podcast and the next one. Cause the next episode, if you want a little teaser is about how to fall in love with fitness. It has to be done. You just got to get up and do it um just like building your mental endurance it helps in a lot of different aspects of life not just this aspect but it does apply to this aspect so building your mental endurance when it comes to smoking it's tough but it's worth it so as i already mentioned set your goals before smoking um i have that in this section as well And I also added to go in, like enter those, enter that smoke sesh with those goals and not just that, but enter with them in a positive light. And that sounds, maybe that sounds like kind of corny, but there's definitely a difference in, uh, I guess, mental feeling whenever you say, after I smoke, I have to fold the laundry versus Smoking, you know, a bowl or two is going to help me get this laundry done quicker and in a much more enjoyable way because maybe you don't like folding laundry. I don't love folding laundry either. So I find that it's much easier to like not just set the goal of like, okay, after I'm going to smoke, I'm going to do this and this and this. It's good to do that, but it's also kind of not enough. You have to get or trick yourself to feel excited about those tasks. Because if you go into it being like, ugh, I have to, I have to do this after, ugh, I'm doing this to... It, it almost becomes an avoidant type thing, you know? If you're smoking and then planning on doing something, but you don't want to do the thing, the odds are once you're in the comfort zone of smoking, you're going to maybe go... I'll smoke one more bowl and then I'll do it. Or you'll go, I'm really comfortable and now I don't want to do it. And that's kind of how you get stuck in that loop of being a lazy plant user. (laughs) Not that that's a bad thing, but again, the goal of this is to be more productive. So it's also helpful to set incentives. So if you smoke to do something and then you're kind of in the process of doing it and being like, this kind of sucks. Can't lie. Kind of not the move. Then you can say, okay, once I get this done, I will be able to smoke more, or maybe you'll be able to, whatever your incentive is. Um, in terms of, I guess, uh, for the, for the relevance of this podcast episode, we will say that the incentive is also smoking. Cause that's also something that we do. Like we have a regimen, which is the next uh, point in how to rewire your brain to be more productive while using the plant is to develop a regimen. Uh, this is beneficial for many reasons. I do think it helps build your mental endurance around smoking. I think that it helps your supply last longer. And I think it helps kind of uh, keep yourself in check a little bit because we are going to talk in the question section, going to talk about when the line maybe starts to blur between, Oh, I'm doing this to be productive versus I'm doing it because I'm dependent on it. So I do think that setting a regimen is beneficial for all of those reasons. Um, our regimen at home, me and my girlfriend's regimen is to, when we, uh, whenever we like get home and we're done with work, we will sit and smoke together. And that's just a like decompressing chill smoke. We talk you know, a little bit about our days. We'll sit on our phones and have some brain off time. But that is also like prep. <laughs> That's, that is like a prep smoke as well as a decompressed smoke because you don't have to actively be productive every time you smoke. Sometimes you smoke for the prep of production, which is the next step for us. Um, because after we do that and we've like smoked and we've hyped ourselves up to do something, then we will... Do something, and we will smoke while doing it. And that can really be anything. That can be reading. It can be cleaning. It can be cooking. It can be a painting. It can be like whatever. But we will smoke while doing it to make it more enjoyable and to get us more into the zone while doing it. And then we will have a, another recreational smoke, usually after dinner, like before bed. Um, and that helps us like not crave it as much and also, I don't know, I just, I do think it's a better interaction with the plant to kind of have that limit with yourself. It's also good for your tolerance too because if you keep more, if you keep a closer track of how much you smoke and you set specific times or, um, oh, I'm totally blinking on the word. Oh my god. No, stop. This is embarrassing. (laughs) Parameters for smoking, you know? Um, yeah, I think that's, (laughs) I can't think of the word I am thinking of, but parameters is a simile, so it works. (gasps) Not simile, synonym. Oh my God. I'm not high now. That was just a big brain fart. Oh my goodness. Anyway, keeping a regimen is very beneficial. Um, and so I recommend it. And now, the final bullet point in the ways to help rewire your brain when smoking is to find ways to hold yourself accountable. And to be fair, some of these that I've already gone over are ways to hold yourself accountable. For example, the regimen and the incentives. I think those count as um, holding yourself accountable. But what I mean specifically is a lot of people will Whenever I said, like, on my Instagram that this was going to be the topic of a podcast and to, you know, give me any questions or comments or just, like, whatever it is, whatever you want to share with me about the podcast topic, a lot of people just didn't really get how I was a productive stoner because they would, I'm going to be a little mean and I'm going to put quotations around try, you know, to, to be productive, but they just go into it with, like, after I smoke, I'm gonna do this. And then they don't really do anything to hold themselves to that, which you're gonna have to build the mental strength for, which is what this whole thing is about. But uh, yeah, find ways to hold yourself accountable. And that can be the regimen, that can be incentives, that can be um, smoking with someone instead of alone and kind of keeping their pace. I do think that helps a lot. I think, again, the regimen slash keeping track of how much you've smoked whether it be in that session or that day whatever it is um and also making a checklist i think that checklists are just amazing they are so very helpful to me um but i think that it's good for if you need that physical reminder i guess you can also set like phone alarms if you are like struggling with like the mental Strength to push yourself to do it, having something like a phone alarm or another person, but if you are alone, uh, setting like a phone alarm. So before you start smoking, go in with that plan of the things you want to do and then set an alarm on your phone for them for in case you forget. Once that alarm goes off, though, it's up to you to be able to get up. So it's a process and it's hard. And I'm not saying that you are going to be able to do it every single time because I don't always want to be productive when I smoke. And sometimes there are times where I did want to go into smoking with a productive mindset, but I changed my mind and having one of those days is totally fine. Honestly, me trying not to beat myself up. I'm really trying not to, because it's honestly not that serious, especially like in this regard where it's like, you can, you don't have to be productive while high. You don't have to. I just like it. That's uh, some, some steps and some tips on how to rewire your brain. Ultimately, it comes down to you having to give yourself the push to do it. All of the things I said are ways to help give you that push, ways to make it easier when you've actually done it and when you've actually smoked. But ultimately, you are the controller of your own destiny, not me. So try those. Excuse me. and Let me know how they work. So, we're going to end this. I have quite a few questions. Uh, This is going to... We're going to end the podcast on the Your Questions Answered section. Um, So, basically, these are, like... Whenever I made the guide, and this is, like, I guess my format for when I make guides, is whenever I, like... um, start thinking about it, like, the first part of the guide, the part that I just went over, that's all stuff that I just, like, thought of on my own, stuff that made sense, and it's also stuff that was, like, a mix of, like, a bunch of different questions, I guess, that I decided to put into one addressable topic. So these questions are going to be a little bit more specific. Not all of them, but a good bit of them. There's some more specific, oh my goodness, questions. So... The first one isn't, (laughs) but that's okay. The first question is, how do you keep yourself motivated? Um, By building that mental strength. Guys, I know I keep, like, the just do it thing is so annoying to be told. It's annoying to tell it to yourself, too, but it is literally true. And I can't make it not annoying and not true. You know, it just is. Sorry, you have to have the desire and the strength to do it. Um, And I also know, like, I... It helps me to know that I want to do the task and that I will feel better when the task is done. Uh, That comes particularly with cleaning. Like, if we have maybe had a bad week, a stressful week, a week where we've had too much to do, and so we have maybe neglected our house cleanliness, then it helps because it helps to get myself into that productive mindset of like, okay, I'm going to smoke and then we're going to crush this fucking house cleaning. It helps to want to do the goal and to know that you're going to feel better once you get it done. So if that's something you like, that's a way to start getting into that productive mindset is maybe you don't even have to start with a chore. Maybe you just start with something that you in general want to do, but try to have it Be something that you need to either have your brain or your body on to do. Don't just be like, I want to smoke, and then I want to be on my phone. Because, girl, obviously that's not going to help you. But if you want to be like, I want to smoke, and then I want to pull out my guitar, or I want to... me looking at my puppet, play with my puppet. You know, (laughs) I know that those, that's like a random fucking example, but start by doing things that you know you already like, and then gradually up it into things that you might need a little bit more of a push to do. Next question. How do you not lose track of time? Uh, I do. I do. Uh, I have phone alarms for like the big things that I need to do, but I also like, I don't know. I, I don't, Whenever I smoke, it's during a time where I don't necessarily need to keep track of the time. Not always, um, but I don't know. I I don't really, I don't lose hours at a time whenever I smoke or I'm like, what time is it? You know, it's, I don't know. I I don't personally experience that. I don't keep track of the time, or I guess I, I lose track of time because I'm not actively trying to keep track of it because I don't need to if that makes sense. If you needed to keep track of the time, having phone alarms helps and having someone else there also helps. Does the method of ingestion affect how productive you are? For me, absolutely. I think I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. I cannot, you cannot give me an edible, an indica edible if we want to be specific uh, and expect me to do goddamn jack shit because I just won't. Uh, smoking is definitely for me the most effective way to like have a productive high. And as I previously mentioned, um, it helps the most, in my opinion, to have a rolled form of it. That way you're not restricted in your movement. So next question, do you think it enhances the creative process? 100%. um, And I think that applying this guide, but like, switching out productivity for creativity i think is just as helpful i guess did i word that right i am not sure but what i mean is that once you're once you're able to like smoke and like be kind of functional and like get off your ass it helps with everything so yeah of course it absolutely helps with the creative process some more than others sativa more than indica but yes like totally Next question. Do you take anxiety slash depression meds? And if so, do you think the plant has any effects on them? I do. I, I take an SSRI. Um, I'm on a different one than when I first started smoking. Um, whenever I, I, I've been on an SSRI and antipsychotic at the same time as smoking and it hasn't really had an effect. If anything, it, I think it aids the meds, maybe not like the actual medication, but like, I'm on Zoloft, right? Because I have depression and anxiety. Um, But the Zoloft is targeting my anxiety specifically right now. So I don't think that smoking boosts the Zoloft. I think that smoking makes me less anxious because it does. uh, And it helps me emotionally, oh my God, regulate more. Um, So I think that it has a positive effect, if any. But of course, like if you're mixing a substance with like a medical prescription, Please let your doctor know. They don't ask if you are doing substances because they're trying to snitch on you. It's a health thing, it's a safety thing. They care about you. Next question How do you decide when to be productive, high versus productive, sober? Uh, for that one, I would just say like having that self check, like that accountability in place, and also knowing time and place. Like, I don't need to be high to be productive. It just helps with certain things, you know? But whenever there's something, like, serious, where it's like, maybe I shouldn't be high for this, then I'm not gonna be high for that, you know? It is just kind of a, it's a, it's a self-check thing, so there's not, I guess, a strict answer, but just ask yourself, I guess, like, do you need it? You know, is this the right time for it? Is this the right context and occasion for it? Um, because I don't think you, again, need to be high to be productive. I don't think you should only be productive while on the plant. Um, so, yeah. Oh my God, time and place needed it at my birthday dinner. Y'all, I don't know. Some of it is kind of common sense, but also some of it's not because, like, The plant is different for everyone. I would say, like, obviously, I'm not going to tell you guys, yeah, guys, go smoke a fucking shit ton and then go drive to a job interview. Absolutely, I'm not saying that. Time and place, check yourself. (laughs) Signs that you are crossing over into addiction and when to stop. Uh, For that, I said, whenever you need the plant for basic functions such as eating and sleeping. I've made the mistake of doing this to myself where I've smoked and then gotten the munchies. So, you know, I'll eat and then I'll be full. So it just basically, I've made the mistake before several times of building a pattern to where whenever I take a tea break, I have unknowingly become um, dependent on the plant to eat or to like fall asleep and stay asleep. So, I would just say, like, again, those self-checks. If you are one of those people that you can't do anything before smoking, then, yeah, maybe look a little bit inside. Maybe ask if you need to do everything high. Uh, I I don't know. It's just one of those things where you have to, like, set that hard boundary with yourself. And I know that that's going to be hard for some people, If you are, if you know that you are more prone to being addicted to substances, use your discretion, right? Um, For me, it's just, again, like ask yourself if you need it, right? Because you don't. Some people totally do. Obviously, the medical purposes, yes, it's needed and beneficial. Um, But to do the dishes, you don't need a smoke to do the dishes. Does it help? Absolutely. And it makes it, much more bearable. But if every single task can only be manageable while you've smoked, take a step back for sure. Um, And you can also pre-schedule yourself tea breaks. Like you can write them in a calendar and have that hard set on yourself. That'll be hard. You know, tea breaks suck, but it's worth it. The mental, y'all, the mental endurance, the mental endurance, it is worth it. We have two questions left, which is good because my battery camera, my camera battery, holy shit, is going to die. So I'm a little nervous. So I'm going to talk a little faster. So does the motivation go away as the high fades? Um, I did say that this depends on the person and the weed, like the strain. Um, I would say for me, it doesn't really fade because once I've gotten into the motion of being productive, I want to stay in motion. So for me, it doesn't really fade. Um, I guess sometimes but not really. So, final question. How to avoid overthinking slash negative thought loops while high? This is something I don't personally experience, at least not on the plant, on, um, a, mm, on a shmush boom, then yeah, but not on the plant. (laughs) i I suggest to not smoke alone um basically sorry these are the things that help me when i experience that on the other thing not the plant uh don't smoke alone or don't do it alone um because obviously if you don't have someone there with you talking to you checking on you that can be a slippery slope but having someone else there also provides external stimulus which is another bullet point have some external stimulus uh particularly stimulus that involves physical movement or requires focus so that can be moving around that can be sitting and having a conversation with someone just doing stuff that will keep you out of your head keep yourself distracted and i don't recommend just sitting on your phone for that i do i do need a more external or recommend a more external external stimuli because your phone sometimes i don't know if that counts as external you know sometimes for some people And for some times, you know, your phone is an extension of you. So maybe don't, if that's not gonna help you, then don't get on it. Um, And then I also said, smoke smaller amounts uh, over longer periods of time, rather than smoking like a huge amount initially, because obviously if you do a lot in a short period of time, you're gonna have a more intense high at a quicker wait time, with a quicker wait time. And if that's what you want to do, then, you know, if that's your goal, that's your goal. What I am, (laughs) I feel like I'm explaining that a little bit poorly. I recommend smoking smaller amounts over a gradual period of time rather than smoking a lot in a short period of time, because you can, I guess when you smoke smaller amounts at once, you can control your pace better. Because if you experience like the negative emotions and that negative feedback loop whenever you get to a certain level of high, then smoking in smaller sections over a gradual period of time can help you reach that high at a more controlled pace. Rather than if you just do like, you crush a giant bowl by yourself all at once and you're just gonna have to wait and be like, well, let's see how high that gets me. Um, because that, obviously, you have less control over. So yeah, a lot of it is being more, I guess, in tune, having that experience. Um, again, y'all, the mental fortitude, it's gonna suck, and I, I'm not gonna be, like, a hypocrite, but it's something I'm still working on, just my general mental fortitude. I've gotten a lot better at it, though, and I um, enjoy sharing, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if... This is all that helpful. I I hope it is. I think it is. I planned this out with the intention of it being helpful. Um but these are just some random fucking girl's insights, you know. Like I'm just someone that smokes and likes it. I'm not an expert. Um and if you need expert answers, go to an expert. It's not me. Uh this is just what helps me and what I think could maybe help you if that's what you're interested in. So That is how you can rewire yourself and how to be a productive stoner. And that was this episode of the podcast. Um, Thank you for if you are a Spotify listener, then thank you so much for listening. You can go ahead and rate this episode uh, or rate the podcast. I don't know if it's per episode. I'm pretty sure it's just podcast. You can rate my podcast. If you're on Spotify, I would of course recommend more stars than less stars, but like I can't stop you from doing anything. Um, And then there is going to be that Q and A box on Spotify recommending, if you have a recommendation for something you want me to talk about, then go ahead and do that. And if you are watching here on YouTube, then thank you so much for watching this video. Go ahead and give it a like. Uh, Same thing, of course, since you have a comment section, leave a comment down below, whether it be a suggestion for a future episode or a thought you had during this episode. Mm. Excuse me. Thank you so much. And I will see you, or or you'll hear me. Um, you might maybe not see me if you're a, a Spotify only, but you'll hear my voice or you'll see my face, or you'll do both at some point uh, in the future on this channel or on my other channel or any of my social media. Because I do a lot of random shit, so I don't know what you'll see me in next, but you'll see me at some point. And okay, and thank you, and goodbye.